This is Todd, and welcome to the 423 Soccer Podcast post-match rant. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GreatFootballer, and you can find my usual co-host, uh, Jim, at Chattagooner on Twitter. So this is a uh, special episode where I'm flying solo here. Our good friend uh, Gooner is uh, laid up uh, at the house. He uh, had some surgery done. I'm happy to report it was uh, very successful, and he's doing well, and I'll look for him to join us uh, probably back next week. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Before we get into the game breakdown, I had a chance to uh, talk to Phil D'Amico uh, right after the game, and here's what he had to say. Hey, this is Todd from the 423 Soccer Podcast. Uh, we're here at uh, Hamtramck uh, at uh, Keyworth Stadium just after the game here. Uh, CFC going down 2-1. to one. It was a hard loss, and I have uh, Phil D'Amico, uh, keeper for CFC. Bill, what did you see out there tonight, man? Um, I think first 25, 30 minutes we came out shaky. You know, we had a long trip. Um, we adjusted to the play. We gave up one goal off a, off a bad pass in the middle. They played one through ball. He was gone. Second half, I think we dominated. Um, they scored off again, another counterattack. We, got, we had a free kick. We played a short, I believe, and they won it back, played one ball. It was a one-on-one. And then, I mean, we just couldn't find the back of the net. I think they maybe had three or four shots total. And we had probably 15, 15 chance, good, decent chances to score, and we just couldn't find the back of the net. So it was just unfortunate. I noticed you guys changed formations about yeah. midway through the second half. Were you guys just trying to get more numbers in the midfield? Yeah, we were trying to we, – they were, they were giving us trouble in the midfield, so we went to four people in the midfield with a block. And I think it worked. I mean, in the second half, we were all over them, and – we wanted to, first half, I think we were kicking the ball too much long. So in the second half, we said, you know, let's open up wide and let's play the ball because, I mean, we have good enough players to do it. It looked like you had had a couple of knocks tonight, one of them pretty hard in yeah. the second half. Kind of what, what went on with those? And, of course, those of us who uh, we kind of knew we were short on keepers tonight, so we were kind of holding our breath waiting on you to get up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I went, I went down a couple of times, but I knew – Sometimes you just do it to take the take the air out of the game and get your teammates a break, so I'll be fine. Good deal. Hey, good stuff back there tonight, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll get them next time. Yeah, yeah, Thanks we for will. joining us, brother. Thank you. Let's continue on with our post-match rant uh, with uh, CFC versus Detroit. That was from Keyworth Stadium in Hamtramck, Michigan, just uh, to the north of downtown Detroit. Uh, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to uh, Chattahooligans Tom, Gun- uh, Tom Gonzalez, uh, Jenna Gonzalez, and Eric Young for being uh, excellent travel companions in the road trip up, and Tom for uh, offering up his vehicle for the, for the carpool. And I also want to uh, give a big thank you to uh, my, one of my best friends, uh, Bill Meeks, and his wife Molly, sons Garrett and Gavin who were extremely hospitable to me over the weekend and uh, bussed me back and forth uh, to places to catch rides and different things. And uh, we just had an awesome time and uh, been able to see those guys and uh, spend some time with them. 
So let's get to the match. Uh, well, the match was, I have mixed emotions about it because the overall experience was absolutely amazing. The environment was amazing. The stadium was amazing. Uh, it was everything that you thought soccer could be at, at this level. And uh, I, I was just extremely impressed by the hospitality shown by uh, the uh, Detroit City supporters and uh, you know, bringing us into their game day experience with the march to the match. Uh, it's a totally different experience than the Chattahooligan experience. Uh, each one is is uniquely their own, and uh, they both just do an amazing job and are, and are so complimentary of, of each other in, in their approach. So from that perspective, it was an amazing experience. Uh, the game itself, uh, so let's just start out with it. Uh, CFC 1, Detroit City 2. Uh, CFC starts out the Members' Cup 0-2. Uh, uh, which is not the way we wanted to start out the uh, the tournament, but here we are. I think when we, at least for myself, went last week, I really looked for us to come out, and I looked for this game to be a win, given the inconsistencies with the Detroit City uh, lineup. Uh, they were only bringing eight players as of last week, so that means they signed a few players over the course of a week. Uh, so if that's accurate, you would think that they would be uh, inexperienced playing together. So I, I tip my, my hat to CFC for this game. So to get started in the first half, in the first 20 minutes, I thought CFC really controlled possession. Uh, it resulted you know, in a few chances, none real clear cut. We had a series where you know, we had three or four corners in very quick succession that never really threatened the, the keeper. Uh, Detroit City uh, really stood tall. Uh, on that on that back line and uh, really got some clearances and uh, like I said just really never really threatened the keeper on those uh, on those corner kicks uh, we had uh, several offside calls uh, uh, Max Vilshery was I think at one time we had four offsides Maxi was responsible for three of those and CFC like I said really controlled the game uh, Detroit City really didn't offer up anything in that first 20 minutes or so uh, and then in the 23rd minute, uh, against the run of play, uh, Detroit City um, breaks through on a counterattack uh, with Sean Lawson down the right side. He holds up, and uh, I believe it was Sean Lawson. I, I, might, I might be incorrect on that. Uh, but he holds the ball up uh, to an onrushing cadre of uh, Detroit City players, and, uh, and easily uh, the ball is easily finished off. He squares it off to Marcelo Gorgeous and easily slots it past Phil D'Amico for the 1-0 lead in the uh, – uh, that would be the 23rd minute. And I'm sorry, that uh, that assist was actually by Saidi, and it was a through ball uh, by Lawson. So it was Lawson to Saidi to uh, Marcelo Gorgeous for the uh, for the finish there, putting Detroit City up one to nothing. Uh, I went back and uh, looked at this goal. Uh, it was – you know, kind of, kind of typical of some of the goals that CFC's given up. It was on a uh, quick change of possession in the midfield, uh, and we failed to recognize the danger. Uh, pre, from what I could tell, uh, I went back and looked at the goal a couple of times, froze it, it kind of looked at it, and it there's just a quick turnover. Uh, Juan's caught on the wrong side of the defender after the turnover. Uh, Lima looks to step to the ball. Uh, when he steps to the ball, there's already two Detroit City. The outside wingers uh, are already advancing uh, down the field. 
Dunstan looks to uh, he's coming forward in this quick turnover scenario. Uh, so when the through ball is played, he's caught flat footed, and uh, and the break is on. And by the time that um, by the time uh, Saidi gets to uh, the one on one D'Amico, it actually turns into a a four on one. Uh, so it's just an easy square ball for Saidi to gorgeous for the goal uh, with uh, CFC defenders kind of chasing behind at that point. But on one of the uh, clips that I posted, you can see, I mean, it's a it's a four on one at the end of the day and uh, and which is uh, easily put away. Uh, right after that goal, uh, Sean Lawson, who is always going to be a threat for Detroit City, he's got a lot of speed with subbed off. He appeared to uh, have pulled a hamstring. Uh, he subbed off uh, for uh, Danny Deacon. In the 26th minute, uh, I noticed that Schmarzok and Costa had uh, switched, uh, and I guess it's a good chance to visit the lineup. We came out in our traditional 4-4-2 diamond uh, with a uh, rundown where we're at. D'Amico in goal uh, across the back line from uh, left to right, Torres, Dunstan, Lima, and Sanchez. Uh, in the top of the diamond, we had uh, Juan Hernandez on our wings with Schmarzok and Costa uh, with Ginky holding down the six at the base. And then we had uh, Oliveira and uh, Vilshery, uh running up top. So in the 26th minute, I, it could have, I, don't, I don't know why, but uh, we had Schmarzok and Costa switch size. Uh, Might have been, obviously, it's something that Coach Fuller uh, must have taken notice of. Maybe uh, wanted a little more uh, defensive posture. Uh, on the right side, uh, you know, I don't know. I just have to talk to him. Uh, CFC continued in the second half to have the line share possession, uh, but struggled to get that final pass in. It seemed like it was just a bunch of like half chances and, you know, just one touch, one pass away from a clean uh, look on, on goal. Uh, the lone exception in the first half being in the 41st minute, um, there is a uh, a ball that is uh, cleared by uh, – by Lima, uh, that ball goes. It squirts through to uh, Costa, who drives down the right side, uh, squares the ball. Uh, Oliveira with it with a nice layoff to to Juan Hernandez, who's then on the left side. Uh, it looks like he has a pretty clean look on the left side of goal, uh, and and goes for that side, pushing it just wide. That was probably the uh, lone clear opportunity that CFC had in the first half. Um, and it was a nice build-up. Lima steps through, uh, clears the ball straight through to Costa, who drives down the right side. And uh, if you get a chance to go back and look, the layoff by Oliveira is is uh, spot on, uh, weighted, and uh, really Juan just had to run up, run up and finish uh, with that left foot. And like I said, pushes it just wide of the left post. Halftime, we go in uh, 1-0 to Detroit City. Uh, just to recap, I felt like you know we controlled the line share of the first half. Uh, their you know all their chances coming off counterattacks. Um, CFC just you know not able to get that final touch to for uh, nice clear chances. Um, and we I think we had four offsides in that first half as well. So we were trying to push forward and and really take the game to Detroit City. Second half started much of the same uh, with CFC controlling. Uh, in the 54th minute, we uh, get our, our first uh, substitutes, uh, Zeka and Webb coming on to replace Vilsery and Oliveira. Uh, and, of course, anytime time uh, uh, Webb comes on, you expect his uh, pace to be uh, a game changer. Uh, 
CFC, like you could tell, they were trying to uh, bring more pressure up uh, to Detroit City. Anytime you do that, you uh, set yourself, you expose yourself in, in the back, and a lot of a lot of times, and uh, this was no exception. In the 60th minute, Danny Deacon, the substitute in the first half, uh, breaks through one on one with D'Amico and slots it past for the 2-0 Detroit City lead. This transition starts off a corner kick for CFC uh, that is cleared up the right side. Uh, Juan moves to close down the player, and the ball uh, slips past. Uh, the Detroit City player has a look up and uh, hits an on-running uh, Danny Deacon. Uh, Ginky recognizes the run initially and tries to step up to catch him offside, uh, but uh, Dunstan is, uh, was already moving to close down um, the uh, player on the right and was actually going to be keeping him on anyway. So Ginky's moving in the wrong direction when you know that ball's played over the top. So he already has like a, a big head start and a recovering Lima could never close him down. Uh, and then there's a pretty leaves uh, D'Amico exposed for the second time in the game and uh, the uh, Danny Deacon finishes past him, uh, putting Detroit City up two to zero at this time. And, you know, this is just not the position that you ever want to be in, you know, 2-0 uh, away uh, in what I would say is obviously a, a hostile uh, crowd there. The Chattahooligans were doing their best to, to balance out uh, the the cheering, but, you know, they were down probably about uh, 6,500 to 50, so or maybe 40. I think I actually counted about 40, uh, 40 of us there. So not in a good spot. Now, uh Hats off to CFC because they come uh, right back and uh, CFC uh, cranks up uh, the pressure again and responds with an awesome through ball by uh, Schmarzak down the right side to Webb uh, who breaks through one-on-one um, with the Detroit City keeper and finishes uh, past him nicely and then uh, gets a nice kick out from the keeper for, for his effort. Uh, of course, Webb springs up, grab the ball, and it's game on two to one. Uh, this ball, I'll be honest, I'd watched from the stands a couple of times uh, during the game, and I noticed that that inside and over the top ball down the wings was open, and I'm not really sure uh, why it wasn't played more often during the game. But uh, this was a, a, a nice ball through, and uh, Webb was uh, money on the finish. Now we'll move on to one of the more controversial moments of the game in the 70. Uh, third minute, um, Webb breaks through on a on an awesome ball over the top, and you have to forgive me. I, I don't know who that ball was played through by, but it was a, just a stellar ball through. He's one on one. He's taking his touches to set to set up, and uh, the Detroit City player comes through from behind uh, and just takes Webb out. Does he touch the ball? Yeah, he touched the ball after he cleaned out Webb, uh, both feet. And it was one of those falls that it was obvious. It wasn't a dive. You don't dive that way. Um, so there was the, the shocking part is, is it wasn't a uh, red card. The more shocking part is, is that it wasn't a yellow card. The super shocking part is it wasn't even called a foul. Uh, and obviously the, the uh, CFC faithful were up in arms about this. Uh, I, from my vantage point, I felt like I had a good view at it. The interesting thing is I looked at the AR running down the right side, and it was such a, 
such a great through ball and such a and Webb is so fast he was caught behind the play and as I looked down I noticed he had his head down and as he's running down the right sideline and when the foul occurs he's actually continuing to run with his head down and never saw the play uh, and it's just pretty unbelievable and maybe from the position of the center ref she was unable to see it um, it, it was just Really, there's there's no excuses for this. I mean, if you're going to be a referee, at least have your head up, even if you're behind, to see what's going on. Uh, that would have been a lot uh, a lot more beneficial than him actually catching up with the play. Uh, but it was just really bad officiating. Uh, on the night, it was average MPSL officiating. On that play, it was amateur hour. Um, just really no excuse for that kind of thing. And at the end of the day, the least that the center ref should have done was issue a yellow card and call it a foul outside of the box. Even if she was in question about inside or outside, uh, you know, foul or, or not, I mean, it at least should have been a foul called with a free kick from, from that spot. I'm not saying you had to issue a yellow card, uh, but there are really, you know, some after going back and reviewing it, there are calls for, you know, denial of goal-scoring opportunity. There are calls for a straight red because it's a, a tackle from behind. Um, but to have an absolute no call is um, unquestionably out of order and just there's just no excuses for it. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I was really surprised that uh, we, didn't, we didn't have like a staff member sent off at, at that time because it was just so egregious. In the 75th minute, CFC keeps their head up. We have uh, another substitution, substitution, the Cam-Caleb combo. Um, we got to think of a name for this substitution. Uh, we'll call it the bromance substitution, uh, see if we could uh, get some magic off that. And for uh, Schmarzok and Costa, who put in a, a solid shift on the night. Uh, we also had a, uh, a shift in formation. We went to three in the back and a box midfielder as a uh, 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 D'Amico described it. Um, we went on, uh, pressured for the rest of the game. Uh, stopped. We got a couple more looks. Uh, most notably, uh, Webb uh, got off a blast uh, from about from about maybe 15 yards out. Unfortunately, it was right at the keeper, and he was able to parry that away. And then uh, uh, Zeka also had a, uh, a half chance after a scramble in the box, and uh, the ball got loose. And uh, unfortunately, the, the keeper was, was able to... Uh, uh, get that. I think that shot got pushed wide, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the only other thing of note from uh, the rest of the game was uh, there was a substitute in stoppage time. Uh, Walsh came in for Lima. Uh, it, it looks like, from what I'm hearing, uh, Lima may have aggravated uh, that hamstring again that he did in the uh, Miami FC game. Uh, so that's unfortunate. We'll have to uh, uh, keep an eye on that as we move forward. Um, he's such an important piece of that defense, obviously, but if he can't be 100%, then it'll just be next man up. So the game finishes up 2-1 uh, to one to uh, Detroit City. Uh, I'll run down the stats here. Uh, once again, I always uh, preface this. With these are extremely unofficial stats. Uh, shots, CFC 10, Detroit City 6. Shots on goal, 5 for uh, CFC, 3 for Detroit City. Fouls, 11 for CFC, 12 for Detroit City. Corners, uh, 9-3 to three in favor of CFC. Offsides, 5 for CFC, 1 for Detroit. And yellow cards, 4 for Detroit, none for CFC. Uh, and I, if I'm not mistaken, all those pretty much came in the second half. 
statistically speaking, there wasn't a big difference in the two teams. Um, I mean, obviously we don't have possession statistics, but I would say that CFC controlled the possession probably 55-45 and, like I said, just had probably more uh, chances. Uh, it was just un- unable to get that final look on the goal. Attendance at Keyworth, uh, 6,752. Uh, great turnout for the game. And uh, CFC will now go uh, into next week with a home game versus the Michigan Stars. And uh, we'll try to have a preview of that. I was able to uh, meet a couple of the staff members from the Michigan Stars this weekend. We'll, we'll, hopefully that will turn into a, a, a solid contact for us to have an interview coming up on our uh, next podcast. So with that, uh, that kind of puts a, a bow on the things. Of a, it was a great weekend of experience, unfortunate result for CFC. Uh, look for us to come back. Uh, actually, today we're going to be recording a joint podcast with the uh, Section 109 boys, and uh, we're going to be talking uh, some NISA. We'll, we'll touch on the Detroit City and some other things. Um, and then uh, look for uh, Chattagooner to be back uh, next week, and we'll be uh, back in the full swing of things with our usual post-match rant. So thanks for joining me. Uh, We'll see you next time. And for the 423 Soccer Podcast, I am Great Footballer on Twitter. And uh, hit us up on there. Hit us up on Facebook. And until next time, go Blues. Oh, Mr. Oliveira, with a cheeky goal. <laughs>